Greetings, Internet friend. Welcome to Walking and Talking. This is Ben Bennett. What follows is the audio version of Walking and Talking, which I have transferred here from its original YouTube video format so that you can more readily superimpose my metaphysical rants over your day-to-day -day experience without a screen hogging your visual attention for hours on end. Some of these older episodes don't have the greatest audio quality, but it does improve as the series progresses. I occasionally make references to something visual, but by and large, all of the relevant information is present in the audio. From episode number 84 onwards, and to some extent before that as well, I am cognizant of the audio-only experience and making sure to describe anything that seems relevant. Publishing this as an audio podcast does take some extra time and money, so if you appreciate this, please consider supporting it at patreon.com slash benjaminbennett. And when you donate as little as $2 a month, you gain access to exclusive content. But more importantly, you'll be helping me enormously towards these three goals that I have. First, to increase the frequency and intensity of new episodes. Second, to remove all advertisements from my Sitting and Smiling videos on YouTube. And third, to launch a new series that I've been scheming up. I'll say it again, I am an anti-consumerist tightwad who likes to maximize the utility of the scantest of resources. So be assured that your donation will go far. That URL is patreon.com slash benjaminbennett, and you can find the link in the show notes as well, in case you want to pause this audio and go check it out right now. Lastly, I'd love to receive your well-thought-out questions, comments, tractates, treatises, diatribes, and gluten-free paleo recipes at sittingandsmiling at gmail.com. Okay, that's enough blathering. Let's get on to the real blathering. Hello and welcome to Walking and Talking, the show where I walk and talk. There's a hummingbird. The my immediate sensation that I notice is feeling pretty comfortable in my body. The, uh, the temperature is very comfortable. There's no aches or pains or soreness. And I feel pretty grateful for that. There's water down there? Also this, uh, this environment in a in terms of sensory input feels just right to me not it's not overstimulating i mean at the moment there's some people around which is tends to be a little bit distracting but that's all right for the time being. It's not too bright.
feel some sort of, uh, again, some kind of sense of relief to be doing this. Because when I'm doing this, I have some sense that there's an important communication going on, or at the very least, an ability for me to communicate as clearly as I can. the opportunity for me to try to communicate as clearly as I can. There's this long pause that you have probably noticed. And when I returned from the pause, my mind went to the thought of just describing my mental process of not knowing what to say and then to start describing the process of just jumping into saying anything. And then it went, and then it, it returned to a familiar thought that I often, I think, articulate after a short pause in talking, and then I felt uncomfortable with the familiarity of that thought. The repetitiousness of it. And this is, even this whole train of thought is something that's definitely come up before. This whole nature of this, uh, this whole theme of feeling a little embarrassed of thinking thoughts that I've thought before. Because I prefer to feel like I'm involved in a more generative and creative <clears throat> process of thinking. But I recognize that this is part of getting started, and there's uh, there's always you know some some uh, surface stuff that 
I have to dig through for a little while. Because once I, once I turn the camera on and start recording my thoughts, well, recording my talking at least, in which I'm trying to articulate as much of the thoughts that I can. Once I turn the camera on and then start talking more or less continuously, then uh, my that observation on my thought process starts to dig in and I guess dig deeper over time you could say Yeah, just now I was uh, starting to think about how thinking in this context differs from thinking in my normal life. And then, then I wondered whether I should include that thought in my speaking if I wanted to actualize that thought into, into this or just if I wanted to introduce that into this just because of the uh, the reference to this outside time the outside time of when I'm not walking and talking and talking about thinking while I'm not walking and talking but it's introduced Nonetheless, and so my question now is, is that, is that directing my attention away from what's going on right now? You know, it is a thought that I had, and so speaking it, is evidence of witnessing that thought <clears throat> and maybe maybe as we go along the the object of the witnessing will come will become more directly referent to what's happening right now as opposed to any ideas about what happened or will happen or happens in other time
physically walking uphill and I think this act you know this this uh, experience of walking uphill seems to color color my whole experience to some extent well it's I mean at least <clears throat> at least my bodily experience is experiencing this exertion this mild exertion and so I have the thought process going on while physically feeling Like work being accomplished in a physical and I think oftentimes <clears throat> it's easy for uh, it's easy for for me to not be able to distinguish between those two experiences you know the what physical sensations i'm having and the the quality of the thoughts that i'm having and to notice the link between the two if there's this tendency towards if I'm feeling physical discomfort in some way <clears throat> um, to then you know link that with the, the thoughts that I'm having or for it to affect the type of thoughts that I'm having whether I'm going to be, you know, it might influence me towards thinking like what I could call uncomfortable thoughts. I'm not sure. Because I'm I'm thinking about you know an uncomfortable thought as in like some negative thought or negative interpretation of reality.
think, uh, I think, you know, I'm, I'm wondering, you know, does that happen? Does that still happen if I'm feeling um, pleasurable sensations? I think, I think feeling pleasurable sensations seem tends to maybe. somehow somehow block out negative thought or I, I tend to not have as not have as many negative thoughts and tend to have more positive thoughts when experiencing pleasure But at the same time, I often feel uh, discomfort around pleasure, or uh, embedded in pleasure, there's a kind of discomfort. Because I know that pleasure is always temporary, and then there's this, there's some kind of knowledge that it's going to disappear. Well, it's going to go away, and and then I will, in the future, experience unpleasurable sensations. And so, maybe I have this kind of uh, notion that that to the extent that I to the extent that I do enjoy pleasure, then I will suffer from displeasure to the to the same extent like if i'm if i'm <clears throat> if my whole identity seems to be wrapped up in the pleasure as in like like this is pleasure and it's it's uh affecting all of me including including whatever uh, witnessing capacity that I have, then I f fear that later on that, that, that I will be completely wrapped up in displeasure to the, to the same amount, you know? Like this, uh, if I'm not able to have a witnessing self that can witness my body and my mind with some level of detachment, then that could be a problem when things aren't so pleasant. But if I, you know, have some kind of witnessing self that witnesses myself experiencing pleasure um, and it, it goes even higher than, than just, you know, physical sensation, but like even, even uh, deeper things like happiness or joy, 
like to be able to witness the experience of joy with some kind of detachment then I, I imagine that that also contributes to towards the conditions wherein I could also witness myself experiencing misery with some amount of detachment and knowing that and and knowing that it's going to pass and it seems it seems like it's helpful to to have that perspective feel I feel you know some amount of some amount of displeasure in in relationship to the quality of what I'm saying because I am noticing my kind of slow and halting rate of speech and and judging that a little bit negatively. And then, you know, and then I'm thinking about Acceptance, like I have to accept that. Well, you know, that's in the past now. So, of course I have to accept it. Because I can't change the past. And then, so how do I... How do I move forward without... This judgment of the past affecting the present in a... In a disadvantageous way is the judgment an advantage in some sense it is because it will lead me towards putting some effort into speaking more smoothly and maybe a little faster So that's fine. I seem to be now doing that. I'm putting a little bit more effort into speaking a little more fluidly. Hopefully. I'm trying. And as I do that, I notice myself continue to walk, you know. I'm walking on relatively flat ground now as opposed to going uphill. And so maybe I can correlate my process of talking with that 
meaning that I'll just propel it forward at a pretty even rate without too much difficulty. You know, just trying to keep, just keep letting words come out without stopping to, to judge them too much. Seems to be what I seem to be doing now. And that seems interesting because now I can remember back a few minutes ago when I was thinking a lot more before saying anything and trying to think hard about what I'm saying. And now I'm just talking without thinking so much. <clears throat> but I, I, as I say that, I can kind of observe some thoughts happening in my mind before they come out of my mouth but not as much or the the lag is much shorter i wonder i just just now the thought popped into my head of like this very common thought of what is the value of this and so i'm as soon as, as, while I was saying that, while I was describing that thought to you, <clears throat> the next thought that came to my mind that existed in my mind while I was talking about questioning the value of what I'm doing here was just the thought to keep going without questioning that, especially now in the knowledge of how many of these I have done and the question of value not being uh, a problem, really. It's not a problem. It doesn't hinder me from doing these. It doesn't stop them from existing. Whether there's any value here or not, there's, there's plenty of time afterwards to determine that, you know. I don't have to, to devote mental resources towards that question right now if I don't want to. But it's, it's also fine if I do. But in the meantime, what's more important is really to just continue talking. Even right now, when when I say something like, you know, just continue talking, and then I don't have anything to follow that with, <clears throat> but I end up just following it with a statement that is basically means nothing, and even the one that followed that, you know, it doesn't have any content to it really. I mean, all it is is like this continuing reference to a, a train of thought that's pretty empty, that feels pretty empty at this point, but in some way is successful at being so reflexive that it's not referring to anything in the outside world. and I. 
take some kind of enjoyment in that. Some kind of enjoyment in continuing to talk in a way that that isn't it isn't directing my mind or your mind towards any ex any um, abstract object of thought but like still there's language here the English language and it's it's making sense in the sen in you know syntax is relatively correct and it's plenty understandable it's it's plenty to un it's it's plenty understandable but like you realize that there's nothing important to understand but you might be able to just observe even this process of understanding language a little more clearly in this context when the this process of understanding language is, is not you is not then sprouting up so many um, external images or concepts other than ones about language itself and more specifically about this specific language that's being communicated and also this it's also referring directly to this process of understanding and so <clears throat> then we can kind of question well what what is what is that process of understanding what's going on here and what's what is like the experience of understanding language like when there's nothing important to understand about it or there's there's no important uh, knowledge you know it's like <clears throat> I don't know, maybe, maybe it could be considered as a form of knowledge, but it keeps going and going and it's not like I'm formulating any uh, solid idea here. It's not like I'm going to complete a thought and then you're going to have a complete idea to take away from it and contemplate. Like, you know, so far I've been talking for half an hour exactly and If, if you think about it, there's nothing to take away from this. Like if you were to ask like, what have I learned in this half hour? 
Um, there's probably nothing you could really point to, but it, it is, it's possible that maybe your attention has been directed in, in a direction that hasn't been before or, or that it's rarely directed or something like that. That's possible. But, you know, when I have a pause like that, then like, there's no reason to pause. Because then I just, then I'm just, then my mind is continuing to go, but I'm not speaking. And, and I'm not necessarily communicating to you but now now I'm back and communicating with you communicating with you about the about communication kind of trying to trying to keep communicating trying to keep communicating without communicating something exactly. You know, just like the value of uh, communication in our experience as being a person. It's uh, really important. And for me, for some reason, this mode of communication seems important. But maybe, you know, Do I communicate like this in, in normal life? Here I am, here I am thinking again abstractly about normal life. It never feels like, never feels like I'm able to communicate 100% fully because uh, it almost seems like it would be as if you want someone to understand you so completely that it's like they almost merge with you and become you and 
the almost the desire would be like to have everybody become you which you know if that happened then you wouldn't have anybody to communicate with because everybody there wouldn't be anyone else there'd just be you It's like we gotta maintain some differentiation. We gotta differentiate ourselves from the world in order to have something to interact with. Otherwise, there is no interaction. But. But even the interaction itself being the link uh, I feel I'm so distracted by other people I can't think when there's other people around it feels horrible I gotta have, I, I like really need to get away from other people. And then, and then again, this problem is coming up where I'm thinking things that I've definitely thought before and I start I start saying a thought and then realizing that I think I've expressed this thought in the past but in a much more clear way and so this so it feels like just kind of rehashing something in an unfresh way Now I'm now I'm kind of uh, notice my noticing myself reacting a little bit negatively towards being around other people and and human activity around me, and so I'll try to remove myself from this situation, but try to accept it to the extent to for the time being while I'm here. And I'm also, I'm also again feeling this like, what the fuck am I doing? Feeling of like, this is the, this is the dumbest shit that I'm doing. I seem to always experience that. And walking, talking. Most of the time, most of the time I have some experience. 
and uh, man. But I keep doing it. I keep doing this even though I continue. Even though almost every time I feel really embarrassed to be doing it. At least for some of the time. We'll get over this. I just feel, you know. Like I can't do this like around other people. Well, I'm doing this around other people. I just feel horrible. I just feel like uh, this huge dissonance, a huge dissonance between what I'm doing and, and I suppose what I imagine to be a normal thing to do for a person, especially in this particular location. And judge myself as some very abnormal person. And uh, there's many times when I, I uh, just wish that I were like a normal person, but then, uh, then I wonder if, if that thought is, is in itself kind of narcissistic. So like, to, for me to, for me to assume that everybody else has some kind of experience similar to the to the ones that I describe sometimes. Well, I mean, I've spent a lot of time describing experiences, so there's there's bound to be overlap with other people's experience, especially if I'm especially if I'm trying to de describe just very fundamental experiences of that, you know, focused around just consciousness itself and then radiating out from consciousness, the experience of being human, having a body, having thoughts, um, having some kind of social uh, self-representation. Those are pretty common to, those, those are common to all people. So I imagine it's not insane to think that other people maybe experience many of the 
types of experience experiences that I have and describe <clears throat> and so is it important to describe them if if everybody has them I mean yes and no in the sense that communication is valuable and can alleviate some of our feeling alone in the world, then maybe there's some value here in that sense. Lots of thoughts. I feel uh, just so um, agitated by the human activity, and I probably wouldn't be if I weren't doing this. All right, or not as much anyway. I think it's like. You know, I have the immediate experience of being alone, of you know, this kind of like one-way communication. Is it easier or harder? Than, than actual dialogue. I'm not sure. I feel this really, really strong desire for like, you know, just normal communication. So what's my fucking problem? Why don't I just fucking do that? Just actually talk to somebody. I don't know. Because... I'm getting like really uh, perturbed here. And I feel, yeah, I actually feel, I feel kind of painfully alone. I think I maybe feel more painfully alone right now in the proximity 
of other people who seem so not alone. So maybe if I can just get away from everybody, then uh, I won't have anybody else to compare myself to. And so I'll feel less alone. Continuing to to judge this episode of Walking and Talking pretty negatively at the moment. I mean, there were uh, there was a time when I wasn't earlier already. There were some times when I wasn't uh, I wasn't really experiencing judgments. feel fairly confused like there and uh, as if there are a lot of competing thoughts um, and disparate thoughts disparate trains of thought that I'm jumping between like going from you know at one point just being very focused on talking and and feeling successful at being able to talk without any external object of the of the talking just talking about the talking itself in a way that seemed like somewhat illuminating of the nature of communication or potentially so and then and then getting kind of sidetracked from that and describing a lot of uncomfortable feelings of being perturbed by human activity around me. And and then starting to starting to kind of complain about the feeling alone but I'm noticing now here I am still talking and on some level having some kind of acceptance even of this uh, perturbation is that is that a word some level of acceptance of
of having these uncomfortable feelings and expressing them. And making them public even. And I think that acceptance stems from some brief realization that still, still I'm walking and talking and all of these things are, are still experiences within walking and talking and I'm describing them and I'm continuing to describe my experience and that's all the that's that's all the criteria there is for walking and talking and so in some ways it's as if I'm continuing to do the job It's almost as if, it's almost as if the job of walking and talking is to just doubt a lot. Keep doubting a lot. Now it's relatively quiet and it definitely has a soothing effect. on my experience. It still, uh, still feels difficult. It feels difficult to, to keep talking to you. It still feels embarrassing, very embarrassing. Because at each moment I'm, I'm like having this experience of like, I don't know what to say. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know why I'm doing this. I, I'm unsure of any system of evaluating what I'm doing. And any, any conventional system of valuation for media, I think would, this would, this would rank like off the charts bad. But But you know, and and now my mind is racing to um, to come up with some alternate system of valuation where this ranks high on. But then, as I start to notice myself doing that, I'm like, why do I need to be spending? time coming up with 
some structure of value that where where what I'm doing ranks high. Like, what's the point of that? What is what's the point really of like? What's the point of building up this like conceptual um, structure that will that will boost my self-esteem and like create a, a more solid solid concept of what I'm doing and by extension who I am and the worth of what I'm doing and by extension, the worth of me as a person. I guess that's, I guess that's what I tend to be doing throughout my life. Holding on to a solid, you know, creating, creating a narrative of who I am and why I'm important. And like, I'm always like, you know, editing and editing that narrative. To kind of, to try and, and prevent this experience, experience of real emptiness which is really uncomfortable but I guess I'm I guess uh, I guess I'm trying to let myself stay in the emptiness and get comfortable with it but you know here I am you know this this thing that I just described as my, myself doing that's another that's basically what I'm doing is is creating that conceptual structure in which to evaluate this activity positively and you know it it it's in itself is empty like what is this emptiness that I'm talking about? Like, what does that even mean? And what what does it mean for me to go into emptiness and exist in emptiness? Like, it's not, it doesn't follow conventional logic because, you know, like, where, you know, where physically is the emptiness? And how would I, how would I go into it? I'm not going into space or something like that. But I guess it's kind of a metaphor. But it seems... It seems like a real experience to me, emptiness. 
and it seems to like be the thing that underlies all all negative experiences and maybe even all positive experiences but I guess uh, I guess what I associate positive experience is more like uh, like an experience of of form of like coming back coming back into the world in, in some way that feels real I guess But it also, you know, also any positive experience, like if I'm coming back into the world in a way that feels real and like feels like form, like the experience of having form, it also kind of feels like to some extent that's all like unstable. I never, it's like, you know, I'm never like really stable as a person, you know, I'm always aging, I'm always getting closer towards death. And I'm always have to be exerting effort towards maintaining equilibrium be it bodily or or mental emotional whatever you know it's like you start to get hungry you got to eat but then once you're eating, you can't eat too much. And you gotta stop eating. And then you gotta not eat for a while. Then after a while you gotta eat. And then you gotta not eat for a while. And then you gotta sleep for a while. And then you gotta wake up and be awake for a while. Then you gotta sleep for a while. Then you gotta drink some water and then you gotta stop drinking water. And then you gotta pee. And then you gotta work, and then you gotta work for a while, and then and then you're getting, then you get really tired for, from work, and you gotta you gotta rest for a while. But then you know you can't rest forever because your life will fall apart, and also just like it doesn't feel good, and so you gotta work some more. These are all pretty fundamental human experiences.
man. It's just like, also, also, you know, what's the point of communicating at all? Like, you know all this stuff. Everybody knows all this, right? What's, you know, what's the point of, like, me here, my face on YouTube, my furrowed brow, What the hell am I doing here? Is this work? Or is this a waste of time and resources? Am I, and also, am I continuing to waste time and resources by questioning whether I'm wasting time and resources? What if I, you know, was actually talking about something valuable? What if I was actually giving you some valuable information? Well, well, it's not like, it's not like, if I were, if I were giving you valuable information or information that's like confirmed valuable, it probably means that that information already exists in the world in some form or another. And in that sense, it's not really valuable for me to repeat it. Except to the extent that maybe I am transferring it or synthesizing it or communicating it into a specific realm where it's needed. But maybe this is maybe this is my form of synthesizing information. I don't feel clear right now, I can say that. What's, I'm, I'm walking slightly uphill. I'm unfurrowing my brow. And then I'm wondering, shouldn't I, shouldn't I be maintaining a, a positive uh, attitude and expressing warm engaging emotions that's what I think I should be doing if I think about media and I, I think I should be um, articulately conveying well thought out ideas but I'm not doing any of that 
just something completely useless. I don't know, actually, it's not even completely useless. It's not completely useless because people have remarked that they find walking and talking useful. As just as some kind of like as some form of like communication of the experience of of being and thinking, I think of of communicating uh, some quality of existence that isn't commonly communicated or something like that. And uh, maybe also just serving as some kind of like model of of the way thoughts move along and change and the way emotions move along and change so here I am um, explaining to you the value or one potential value of walking and talking um, but value Value does talk. Value does point. I can't even if there's one person around. I can't fucking think. Um. <clears throat> God damn it! And then you know now I'm like, now I'm like having this painful look at myself. Of, of like, um, kind of experiencing myself as this image of myself as kind of this wretched uh, curmudgeon. Who can't even uh, tolerate the presence of another human being. So I'm I'm trying to like reassure myself that that's not what I am like all the time. Because I, I seem to why 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 do I even have a problem with that? I seem to value sociability. 
apparently. I feel like horribly, horribly self-conscious um, in the eyes of any like IRL person here. But then uh, somehow I don't feel so self-conscious in the eyes of you, the YouTube viewer. What the fuck is going on? What the hell is my problem? And then, uh, you know, the, f the further that I, <clears throat> the further that I become frustrated and exacerbated, exacerbated with myself, here I'm like, you know, having continuing negative judgments and then like escalating uh, reactions, es escalating emotional reaction to to myself to to witnessing myself and to uh, these concepts of what I'm like and these judgments of what I'm like and then it's it's like a snowball because each each negative reaction that I have towards myself, then I have another reaction towards that reaction, you know. And I think I'm I think I'm insane for having this negative reaction. And uh <clears throat> like having this like very facing this very real seeming question that maybe I really am really fucking insane like really fucking abnormal and you know of course that's of course that's an evaluation made in comparison towards what I imagine the normal to be, the acceptable to be. I see all these other people walking around and realize that every single person has the same type of interiority. You know, not necessarily that they're thinking anything like me, Maybe, sometimes, but uh, at the very least, like all these other people have, also have a subjectivity as to you. And then, like even when I say that, like, ooh, garter snake. There's a garter snake looking at the lizard.
That's the most beautiful snake. Is it trying to eat the lizard? The lizard's looking back at it. This kind of seems like a good, this seems like a kind of good excuse to just like, uh, let me just like knock off this whole like uh, self uh, critical process for a while, you know. Why not just like look at some reptiles for a while? Reptiles don't have this. Self-hatred. Whoa, shit. I disturbed everything. Bye. <clears throat> and, you know, it's, it's obvious that, um, these cycles happen within walking and talking. They're like especially accentuated in walking and talking because I put myself in this framework of this, this long period where I have to remain verbal and I have no verbal feedback and I'm like communicating somewhat one-sidedly but then like uh, but then I'm like s still in the presence of some of some IRL people, and so like there's still this uh, there's there's um, also this um, part of me that's like aware of my IRL presence and and its impact on the subjectivities of the people around here. And just like that, that awareness in my mind of my impact on people on, on uh, people around here seems to be this feels like this uh, reoccurring intrusion. And I'm aware of how how weird it is how for somebody to see a guy walking around with a wooden stick with a camera rubber banded to it just talking into it continuously and kind of how how 
that might be kind of disturbing to see because uh, nobody in real life well they can't hear but a sh very brief snippet of what I might be talking about but just like the uh, the image of this could be a little disturbing I would think of like a guy just filming himself talking to the camera like what the fuck is this guy doing with his life you know like that's what I would ask weird it's a weird world you know like I, if I saw if I saw somebody like me I I would take it as this very weird sign of the times and I would be like that guy's I probably feel bad for that guy Like, what is this guy doing talking to a camera like? Can't he just, A, find some real friends, or, or B, just like, you know, just take a walk by himself like, like normal people do? Instead of, you know, needing to uh, make this narcissistic representation of himself, you know, filming himself. Like, what, you know, like, what is this, what is this need, what is this need to be um, in the video, to make a video of oneself? And it is totally insane. And it's like, it's not, it's not, you know, it's not not narcissism. It's like, it's not totally apart from this desire. It's not something totally different from this desire for fame. Like it's, it's not, not that. At the same time, it's like, it's maybe also like a narcissistic idea to like project uh, some kind of 
image of authenticity, uh, an ideal of authenticity by not preparing anything an ideal of autonomy by not doing anything valuable or at least not doing anything um, not doing anything that falls into any existing category of value Um, it's it's probably you could say that it's like pathologically individualistic that's for you could definitely say that It's like, it's like the, the only um, kind of scope of consideration where, where this activity seems seems okay is, is like a, a world. A world that's that's even even beyond um, beyond human life as as uh, as in, as inherently valuable, as in like as in I feel like I'm kind of like in some way like resisting resisting everything that we we take to be valuable in human life maybe that's not true there's i'm i'm certain that there are uh other ways to to reframe this in which this activity could be said to express some human values
Anytime I'm around an IRL person, I just feel completely insane. Well, I mean, while I'm walking and talking, that is. I can't, uh, yeah, I can't, I can't reconcile at this point, like, how this could be valuable to you as a viewer. This seems like the worst, the worst video you could watch. I don't know, maybe, maybe, maybe you see it differently. Should I go up this really steep path? Why not? Let's go steeply uphill. And see what it's like to keep talking when we're going steeply uphill. Will it be even harder? Is there, am I, if I, am I missing some uh, way of framing things positively where if I, uh, just thought about things positively, then my experience would be much more positive. I'm well. I'm almost like I'm almost like I don't. I don't know if I even care about having a positive experience. It's like I can't even. I can't even really conceive of feeling positive right now, actually. Like the idea of the idea of feeling like happy feels like a very, very distant thing. And even if, even as I like hear myself say that, as I hear myself say that, I feel uh, even more, even more embarrassed of saying it. I feel like this idea that I might be totally insane, like feels like, uh, crushing cr crushingly real when i hear myself say that even the the possibility of feeling happiness feels very removed and distant But it's almost, uh, I think it's, it's almost like exacerbated by this notion that maybe I'm, I'm fucking this up, you know, maybe, maybe I'm creating this problem. 
by thinking about things too negatively. That I could, if I just reframed my thought in a positive light, then I would have an increasing cycle of happiness and positivity. And like just a, just like fantastic, joyful, perfect life full of love and companionship and and overflowing goodwill towards others like like this like this idea that I have in my mind that like what I should be like that how how my life should be going and I feel like even increasingly terrible with this current experience and I can't fucking get away from people Jesus fucking Christ I can't fucking stand being around people right now so I don't think anybody will follow me on this path I just want to like find one place where there's not people around. What the fuck is my problem? Jesus Christ. I'm such a curmudgeonly asshole. I'm so fucking insane and I can't fucking escape the view of these fucking people around. And I hate, I I'm like, Increasingly hateful. This is this is just this is just my own this is just my own consciousness closing in on me. Like, how the, f how the fuck did I get to this goddamn place in my life where I can't fucking, where I'm being fucking driven insane just by, like, there being other people present? What the fuck? Is that the problem? I'm the asshole here. I'm the fucking insane piece of shit. Jesus fucking Christ. Jesus fucking Christ, I'm gonna fucking lose it. I'm completely alone. God fucking damn it. But I can't actually, I can't actually get alone. And I can't seem to be alright with not being alone.
I'm like, I'm not sure if I'm even going to publish this video. It's like too insane. I feel too, I feel too genuinely insane right now. All I want is to like not be exposed to normal, well-adjusted people. because I can't fucking deal with my life. It's like there's there's people all around me and they're all like perfectly happy they're all just they're all they all have friends and they're enjoying company and here I am like completely freaking out in my own uh, isolated world How could this possibly be reconciled? How could this video... How could this video possibly come back from this? I gotta keep... I gotta keep... Jesus fucking Christ. Jesus fucking Christ. Gotta get the fuck out of here. I'm still filming this. Remember, man, some of the some past walking talkings were so lucid and clear. And like free from uh, these turbulent emotions. just like um, yeah I'm like I'm like doing this process of walking and talking that I 
when I'm within it, I like really have really have zero zero affirmation that there's like any point to this whatsoever. And then especially when it's like when I feel this like psychological misery while I'm doing it, I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? You know? Am I just like increasing the total amount of suffering in the world is my question. That's my question. But like the process itself I've kept doing um, apparently because somehow I thought that this would be good somehow. Or that there was some reason to do this. I mean, I know I've experienced a lot of doubts while I do this, but this this feels pretty intense. And well, it just it just feels real, you know. This feels like a very, very real, like, like what the fuck am I doing with my life kind of moment. And yet here I am continuing in this and like not, not changing what I'm doing. Like I'm, I'm continuing to, like I, I haven't, uh, I haven't decided to stop the video yet, and then, and like just go, uh, go start uh, repairing the damage that I've done to my life via walking and talking. But uh, so there's. There's apparently enough of a, a shred of will or, or, or a shred of like some, some shred of cognizance or, or some shred of awareness, maybe not even necessarily cognizance, maybe it's becoming cognizant now that uh, there may be something to sticking through this doubt uh, and sticking with this experience even in the presence of like almost panic almost panic um, and just being like, well, you know, this is this is this experience to to not completely identify with that panicked mode of thinking and that and all the doubt and and to act upon it.
having enough commitment to the framework to just, you know, complete the duration. As opposed to, as opposed to, you know, following, being more, being, you know, following the, the framework, the structure, instead of, instead of following my emotional impulse. Which is to like, which is immediately to, I guess, I guess that what that would be would be to turn off the camera and like, uh, go meet up with my friends. Or like get on the computer and do something useful. hiding out that's why I'm not I'm not walking because like there's just one spot where I can relatively hide from people There's, there's a shred of awareness, you know, that knows that this um, experience will keep changing. And uh, even, even now some shred of awareness that's like, that's, that's like, you know, what, what piece of media, like, can, like, w willingly include like a uh, a freak out like a or like like a genuine uh, a genuine a genuine like near near panic attack and and just like stick with that and include it and allow it and um just kind of like like see that as like just you know an actual part it's like you know a legitimate part of experience um that we don't have to like banish from the record and it might even have some function there might there might even be some function to like Allowing yourself to experience something like that. Allowing yourself to exp I don't know. I don't know yet. I don't know the answer to that. Maybe I, I might be completely wrong here. But to allow myself, at least, I, I won't, I'm not going to prescribe anything because I really honestly don't know uh, what's good for anybody else. But 
for me it's like you know that is an emotional state that I just had a few minutes ago and I'm not having it now but it but my present experience is like you know connected with it and I, I'm not like shutting it out as like being you know pathological exactly at least I don't feel the need to at this moment but when I was in it I was rejecting it I was like I'm I'm like rejecting my own experience because I'm judging it as pathological and that like that actually contributed to it being more pathological it was like a in some way a self-fulfilling prophecy you know like worrying about worrying judging myself and then immediately judging myself for judging myself uh, and then and then by starting you know starting to starting to label my experience as like uh, panicking or, or freaking out or something like that it's like It's like then it contains even a, a more intensely negative connotation. And then, you know, my... And then, you know, then, you know, what follows from that is a negative, an increasingly negative judgment of myself as like being insane. But if like... Now, if I'm, if I'm just, like, accepting all of that, even all of that, even all of that cycle, if I can, like, even accept all of that as, like, being just, like, a legitimate, a legitimate way to experience reality, you know, one, one, it's, like, one legitimate experience... It's like now I can feel uh, at peace. Rather than continuing to freak out as it, as it were. Um, so I think like, I don't know, for, for me like, for me it just actually feels honest. It just feels honest to freak out sometimes. Or to, you know, to allow myself to freak out, but in a way that's like not... That's ideally not uh, impacting others negatively, you know. I guess I guess I'm I'm not trying to impose that disruption on anybody else's 
psyche. But, um, in some ways, maybe I should, you know? Um, like, like to include it in this video, to like allow it to be part of this video. Um, to rather than like rather than upholding a, a complete uh, you know this a total composure you know um, like when I look around at people around me and everybody seems to be maintaining perfect composure and I'm like I'm fucking insane because like uh because I feel insane and everybody else looks completely sane. So maybe, you know, if I can include my insanity in this video, maybe maybe I'll maybe I'll get some evidence whether like this resonates with anybody else's experience. If other people feel insane sometimes. Do other people feel uh, secretive and ashamed about feeling insane sometimes? Is it possible to actually um, connect and communicate further in a deeper way? Around this, around this like subjective experience of insanity. And I, and I don't mean like, I mean the su subjective experience as in like, you know, like me, I, f I feel to myself as if I'm going insane rather than uh, as a society we, we see a person on the street and deem them insane and, um, and that person like may not have this subjective, that person, their subjective experience might be I'm completely insane. Everyone else around me is insane. You know? Uh, that seems to be... That kind of seems to be a real indicator of insanity. I mean, like... I mean, the insanity is, like, deeper when... When you... If you are insane and you believe that you're completely insane sorry sorry if you this is weird say say if if society deems a person insane <clears throat> and that person deems themselves completely sane what the hell am I saying here it's like
I mean, obviously that's an indicator that the person in question their their map of reality is is uh, significantly different from from the popular map of reality from the predominant one and sometimes that does seem to be pathological like in the sense of uh, in the case of like schizophrenia or something paranoid schizophrenia it's like a person does have a kind of subjective experience that just doesn't have uh, any objective correlates they're just experiencing a model of reality that like nobody else can see or experience and it just like their their way of interacting with that reality is going to like have some it's going to you know there's just going to be discrepancies from the way that everyone else sees reality and I guess with that I guess I I guess I call that pathological cuz it, it doesn't like doesn't ever resolve in the future it's not like we haven't had the case where the schizophrenic is actually uh exonerated as being a visionary but we do have many cases in which a person is deemed insane and is later exonerated as being a visionary. I guess a few, some cases of that. But if you're having this subjective experience of like, I'm going crazy, um, then it is an indicator of some sanity and wherewithal to observe observe something about yourself that seems dysfunctional or that seems you know just like aberrant from what you observe the rest of reality to be and so if you're making a judgment of some experience that you're having or some behavior that you're doing as being insane and it it means that you have some wherewithal to make a judgment about what would be sane and uh, in comparison to that and it means you have the capacity you have at least some capacity to work towards uh, changing that behavior and then you know whether your judgments about what's sane and insane are objectively true or not is another question <clears throat> which and and they 
relate very much to um, societal norms and I don't mean that in some disparaging way that as if societal norms are our enemy I don't think that they are not I mean not as a whole like not in general uh, certainly they need to keep evolving and being revised as our world changes as our subjectivities change But here in, in here in walking and talking, I am allowing some space to for what I what I might deem to be totally insane, allowing some space to exist in a way that uh, should be you know relatively benign to the outside world and observed in a way that doesn't react too quickly to to shy away from this experience and to to give time for these experiences to, I don't know, to, to be observed in a really thorough way. So that they're, you know, how, just how sane or insane that they are can, can really, uh, be assessed in a way that's not too quick to judge and um, ultimately like whether they're insane or sane might not be the most important question you know might actually you know that might actually not be a useful categorization like we've seen we've seen already now uh, I can see the drastic change in my own emotional state and my thinking state like feels a lot clearer now like wouldn't you say It takes time though. It takes a lot of time.
I mean, it's always changing. There's a, there's more calm here, and now and and like, you know, in this in these past few minutes, when I was when I was sitting over there, it's like a change happened where I went from I went from feeling panicked to feeling like feeling really clear, or feeling feeling really calm and thinking really clearly it seems like or it's you know at least my experience in my experience of of thinking like if i were to judge my quality of thinking then i would judge it as being relatively clear rational like judgments that we make about ourselves it's almost like in the act of judging ourselves uh, there's some change happening it's like an agent of change maybe Even if, uh, I, see, I can like, I can tolerate the proximity of another human being now, see? It's always changing. Especially if you just like, Put yourself in the crucible, you know? Just put yourself in the full intensity of your experience. Without, you know, without dulling it. Without numbing it. Because then it, it like metabolizes itself faster. It's like, you know, let yourself freak out, you know? Allow yourself to freak out and then, because that freak out is not gonna last forever. But just, but do it in a way, do it in a way that's like, um, 
that's not gonna have like outward rippling effects you know you don't don't freak out on the people that you love don't you know don't use other people as like don't use other people as uh, their release for these uncomfortable feelings because that's that's kind of a way that is actually a way of avoiding feeling experiencing them fully it's like if you can like if you can experience the uncomfortable feel, feelings like in their full intensity uh, just on your own but if you're like um, if you're if you're projecting that discomfort onto other people or just or not even necessarily on other people but like on the exterior world in some shape or form like like that's like you know my my suffering is because of that person etc and then just like you know consider the fact that you may just be experiencing some of the pain of existence while while being around other people not necessarily because of them you know like i was earlier uh so averse to being around people i, I still you know see the importance of uh doing this activity in relative solitude so that to avoid distractions <clears throat> but also you know getting uh alone like that and then and then realizing that you're still uncomfortable Without the presence of anybody else, and just like allow yourself to fully experience the pain of that, it won't last forever. It like it exhausts itself. And then, and then you can feel, you can feel like an actual, like, relieving type of emptiness, a relieving type of emptiness of, like, uh, tangled up emotions and, uh, intrusive, and, and like, intrusive, like, nagging thoughts.
but you know it's not like we we don't have to be like freaking out all the time but you know just like figure out if you know when you have this like discomfort just like like trying to figure out a way to like uh freak out productively as you could say but like as you witnessed as you witnessed in me freaking out it's like it's nearly impossible to to hold sight to uh you know it's like it's nearly impossible to like continuously like um be able to view your own freak out your own um self-doubt and and such um from a remove from a perspective in which you can see it as productive or see it as uh, an actual legitimate aspect of reality of your own experience uh, like for me that perspective like <clears throat> just barely was like kind of just barely hanging on earlier like which you could, which is kind of, in this video, it's like represented by my willingness to keep filming myself, you know, uh, my my willingness to keep the camera on and keep uh, recording this experience. It's like the the camera is almost like a, a symbol of. of of like of like my own highest level of self awareness and then i'm 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 willing to uh continue observing uh, you know states like various various levels of of like discomfort or pain or like um you know, turbulence, storms, mental and emotional storms. And like, you know, like it almost got close where I was, I, I was uh, saying earlier that I, was, I wasn't sure if I was even gonna continue f this video. And I was like, how, you know, how can this video ever um, redeem itself? How could I bounce back from like uh, freaking out this much and make some kind of sense of it all? Uh, and you know, it's just like it's just like very. It's like so uh such a dramatic change from like and what like an hour ago maybe less than an hour ago to now but the same uh the same like you know whatever highest level of 
witnessing that I'm aware of has, has, has just like remained there. Kind of looks like a rattlesnake about you. I love snakes. Oh yeah, doesn't it look like a pit viper with with its like wide head? Is this dangerous? Oh, it's totally a rattlesnake. I'm thrilled. I'm I'm beyond. I'm ecstatic. This is my first time seeing a rattlesnake in the wild, and that just that just made my whole day. I'm just like I'm so overjoyed. I remember, remember what I was saying about uh, feeling positive things like pleasure and happiness and joy and like some detachment. I'm just like, right now I'm just like so overjoyed having just seen that rattlesnake. Uh, and then I'm like, damn, is this like, is this joy gonna continue for the rest of the video? Cause it's like, I om I'm almost tempted to be like, all right, like video, video, walking and talking is solved. Like, like that just made my day. And if if I say that something makes my day, that implies that like, that implies that like whatever else happens today is like completely fine, because I just saw a rattlesnake. So I guess that goes for the rest of the video. Like, like you know, like what if I had stopped filming this? video like just because I was just because I was freaking out earlier then I wouldn't have like I wouldn't have seen that rattlesnake because I would have like probably gone home or not home but like back to the home base um, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have even seen the rattlesnake much less uh, got it on the video and now I'm like waiting to see if it'll come back out from that rock Maybe I should, maybe it would be wise to keep an eye out for other rattlesnakes so I don't like step on one. I don't see it now, but I'm gonna be unable to stop looking for rattlesnakes now. Here, under every little rock.
See, that's a, that's a, that's the thing about um, that's the thing about pleasure. Then now I'm addicted. Now I'm addicted to. Now I'm addicted to the idea of finding rattlesnakes. And so I'm just gonna keep. It's gonna be. Uh, there's the potential of disappointment now if I don't see any more rattlesnakes. But, so, I, you, you have to be constantly vigilant. Constantly vigilant. To, like, not allow that attachment to, like, build up, you know? Be like, you have to be like, I just experienced that and I have to continue to accept whatever I'm going to experience now. I mean, I can keep looking and like, you know, the what the fuck is that? Holy shit. What the fuck? fuck is that thing? Now this thing's like kind of horrifying to me. What the hell is that? Some kind of larva. That's crazy. It looks, uh... You know, I'm not like really afraid of the rattlesnake, but I'm kind of afraid of this thing. Now this thing, I'm like, I'm like drawn to and repulsed by at the same time. It's like horrifying and beautiful. But the, the rattlesnake is like, whoa, oh, that's just a lizard. See, just a lizard now. You know, I was, I was... I was thrilled by seeing the lizard yesterday. Now I've seen enough of them that it's like, whatever, just another lizard. Now, now that I've seen the rattlesnake, I'm like, whatever, just another lizard. You know, it's the uh, rarity, the rarity of experience seems to indicate value. Um, am I, it's true that I am uh, indulging a little bit in and uh, like fragmenting out my experiences and categorizing them, like the rattlesnake. Like I could, I could definitely, if I had chosen to. Uh, let go of that experience like a long time ago like right after having seen it i could have i could have um maintained much more flat composure and just being like observed objectively a rattlesnake big whoop um it's and you know observed objectively this is my first time seeing a rattlesnake in the world in the wild And, 
And so I am indulging, I am indulging in the pleasure of like continuing to talk about that experience and like letting, letting the, the, like, I'm like really allowing the, the thrill of that to continue like resonating in my mental and emotional space. Uh, and I guess, I don't know, maybe it kind of feels like that I now have the mental and emotional space to let something like that resonate in having cleared it out by letting myself freak out for a while, letting some of these, this like tension to like, uh, eat itself. by observing myself freak out, you know? Then, then, you know, then there's this empty space where, like, I can really experience the joy of, like, spontaneous and unexpected little, little, little delights in the world. This marble. It's just like, just like a lone marble sitting out here. A cat's eye marble. And I'm just like continuing to hang out in the vicinity of the rattlesnake for obvious reasons. Maybe this is cute in some way. I think of this as, I think that, I, I mean, I think snakes are cute. And I'm probably on some level, I'm probably on some level uh, aware of myself acting cute or something by, uh, by displaying uh, this infatuation with snakes. still hiding under the rock but I'm not gonna stick my hand in front of the hole but I'm gonna put the camera in front of the hole but I can't see I can't see what you see right now I don't know if you can see the snake or, or if it went somewhere else there's all sorts of rocks and crevices here that there could be snakes hanging out in allowing I'm allowing like a characteristic of self to exist here that is that is my professed love of reptiles lizard and I you know I could like I could like let that go I think if I wanted to but 
I don't want to. I guess I'm like continuing to enjoy, uh, appreciate that like this like this this aspect of 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 identity. Like I feel perfectly aware that I would be capable of like. Um, you know, very like, very rationally like, um, observing, you know, you know, my emotional, uh, reaction to seeing a reptile and analyzing it, uh, very clearly and dispassionately. Maybe, maybe that is what I'm doing to some extent, but uh, I just don't feel a need to like uh, dismantle um, this interest. I do encounter another there's a lizard there's so many lizards this one's doing his push-ups working out and then there's that one and even if I do encounter another uh, rattlesnake Will it be as exciting as the first time I encountered a rattlesnake? Maybe not, you know. Obviously, uh, the more of something you see, the less exciting it is, like sticks. But then, you know, th there's this practice of, of trying to just prime your awareness of the world, your interest in the world, to keep it fresh, to um, be able to look at something that you've seen a million times before with the same level of excitement as something you haven't seen before. But so, you know, now I'm like, looking for snakes and so my attention is really honed in on a certain search image but at the same time it uh, creates for a new kind of interest just in the ground that I'm walking on
So it could be said, it could be said that my just interest in the ground has been renewed. And my interest in rocks. Oh, hey. There's so many lizards here, like, just as a general backdrop, it's it's really delightful. I just, I don't get tired of seeing lizards. Like I said earlier, my day has been made. But is that because, uh, I don't know, what is it, why? By, by having a distinctly new experience, Is that the first time I've yawned in walking and talking? I think it might actually be. That's a new experience. I can't remember ever yawning in walking and talking before. I didn't think I'd, I don't think I'm feeling tired actually. There's still significant time left, um, you know. There's an hour and a half of walking and talking, and then, uh, you know, this this godsend of a rattlesnake occurred pretty much midway, um, and so you know. What's what's left to this video? What's to become of this? What do we do with this experience like after something wonderful happens? You know? Something something comes into our life and then it goes out. And then you have you just have all you have is a memory of it. All I have is a memory. But, uh, and it's like, it's really like, it really doesn't make sense to, to cling on to the, 
memory to like um, constitute to be seeking out to like repeat it, you know? Because it of course wouldn't be the same. The experience wouldn't be the same. just be like less exciting I don't know maybe not maybe it wouldn't not if you not if you maintain not if you maintain a, a like fresh fresh type of awareness it's like but you you can't go back you can't go back to having the same experience and so it's like, you know, what's, what even is the point of like getting, getting that excited about anything? Like for me, it was just like for, it was just like for fun kind of, like I was getting excited knowing that I was getting excited and that knowing that I didn't really have to get excited but like choosing to get excited just for, you know, a little variety in my emotional topography, but like feeling also some in somewhat control of that uh, and with some certain level of uh, some, some witnessing presence that has some detachment from it. And so now I can like, I can kind of let go of that excitement without being consumed by melancholy. continue to remain receptive to like other little other little pleasures of my experience like I'm actually enjoying the way that I've been talking I guess feels so uh, unstrained now. Is that a word? Like even if there's gaps, it's not like I'm uh, painfully grasping at the next thing to say. 
I might be formulating the next sentence in some of those gaps. But I don't feel worried about that. I don't feel... I don't feel painfully aware of that. I don't feel... I feel aware of myself and I feel aware of my voice and um, the... Well, the camera turned off for a moment. Uh, so I, I might have missed something, but like... I was, I was, I was, I was talking about how I can say, I can genuinely say that I feel happy right now and that I, like everything I'm looking at looks beautiful to me. And like I was, I was talking about how I'm standing on this precipice and Everything on either side of this precipice looks beautiful, and uh, thinking of that as kind of a metaphor. And then, then I went on to say that I would not feel okay with uh, jumping off this cliff right now. And, and so that seems like, um, that seems like a, certainly a socially sane thing to say. And like, yeah. And maybe I'm like, taking some kind of uh, mental comfort in my ability to to say without feeling totally disingenuine express thoughts and feelings that seem relatively in line with a socially normative notion of sanity I'm like, hey, hey, look at me. I fit in. Uh, I'm like, you know, neurologically uh, normative enough to uh, fit within uh, society's boundaries of sanity. And, you know, honestly, I am. And uh, I think this this video is like like making this video is, is like some way to like kind of maybe like push the edge of that a little bit, push against the the edge of that. Or or actually, or maybe even to like. To explore, like within within this uh, socially, what the hell is that? There's like some weird wasp-like thing carrying a caterpillar, a dead-looking caterpillar. 
like making a YouTube video of myself. This is like, <clears throat> this is like socially sanctioned behavior, you know? I'm allowed to do this. I'm allowed to film a four hour long video of myself and post it on YouTube. That's like, that's incredibly permissive, you know? We, we're living in an, like, that would, that would be evidence towards saying that we live in an incredibly permissive society in certain ways. That I can, I can uh, film a four hour long video of myself just talking to the camera about nothing, freaking out at times, and nothing bad is going to happen to me except getting some asshole comments on the thing. Like, that's, you know, that's a lot of freedom. This place is beautiful. So like, I guess like within the boundaries of what our society uh, allows, we can get away with a lot if we if we do it in the right way. You know, if I like freak out in the grocery store, it might be like a, a different a different story or something. But you know, I. That's not a, that's like not a context in which I would freak out. I'm freaking out because I put myself in this, in this really weird context of talking for four hours straight. But then, but then on the other hand, um, like what I'm seeing in this video especially is that even the uh, types of ex you know internal experiences and then observable behaviors that uh, that we deem uh, you know abnormal or or problematic like may actually may actually have a very good function um, if they're if they're carried out in a non-harmful way.
I'm getting pretty, I'm getting pretty far away from my home base. But I just can't help it. I wanna, I feel like I could spend all day here. About an hour left to end. We got an hour left and I'm just like happy. Am I am I expressing happiness in the conventional uh, emotional way? I'm not sure. My voice and the expression on my face ex express happiness, I'm not sure. It's like a low-level kind of happiness or something. Or, uh, that's not no, it's not like low-level. I guess it's, it's, uh, for me, maybe it feels like a more stable kind of happiness than, um, if I were like, you know, like exuberantly with my voice and body language um, that that wouldn't really feel so authentic to me like this feels like a more authentic version of happiness for me um, low-key you I can really see um, I can really see how uh, how I could be a hard person to deal with for other people
because I don't like, uh, I don't really comfort myself, you know? I don't really comfort myself, and, and so I don't, I'm not really like a comforting person for other people. I don't know, maybe. Actually, maybe I am sometimes. I'm like a, I'm like a calming, I'm like a calming type of person, I think. But, uh, not a super, like, exuberant or super enthusiastic type of person. Like, if I'm enthusiastic, it's, uh, it's kind of like it was with the snake, where it's like, I'm, I'm just, like, kind of choosing to be enthusiastic kind of for fun, but I, I'm not, like, wholeheartedly identified with that enthusiasm. Except in rare, you know, very rare moments. Exceedingly rare moments. But, yeah. But those are like, those are like unstable. Well, of course they are. But I'm not like a comforting type of person in that like, uh, you experience a negative emotion and I'm like, don't experience that negative emotion. Or like, and, and I'm not like, uh, I won't be like, um, I'm not the type of person to be like, you know, you shouldn't be experiencing that negative emotion. Or, I'm not the type of person even to, to necessarily be like, um, to like, talk you into a positive perspective or something. Maybe. I'm more like, I'm more like, I support you, I support you having I, I support you experiencing negative emotions. Uh, in a way... In a way that's not... Uh, f f you know... In a way that's not compounding them or, or uh, doing harm. I support you, like, experiencing negative emotions, like, really fully uh, with the awareness that they're going to change and pass and, and that there's a, a function to them. I mean, and it's not just, like, a function. It's just, like, that they're, they are, like, some inherent aspect of your reality. Um... And if you, if you like, it's kind of like if you, if you let them be, then like, 
they'll they'll take care of themselves. And then, and and maybe if you are able to experience them fully and without without immediately acting on them, uh, you you may be able to. to experience like a a this this open feeling after they leave you know this openness that you wouldn't feel if you just ran away from them or or covered them up with something or like had had me uh comfort them away now this lizard is like more colorful than the other As much as I want to keep moving forward here, maybe I should start making my way back. It's a question of, it's a question of, uh, will my friend be willing to pick me up like wherever I end up? Like, if I, like, end up, like, over at that golf course over there, like, and then I call my friend, hey, will you pick me up at this golf course that I ended up at? Whether he'll be like, sure, or, like, eh, that's kind of out of my way. continuing to feel um, this feeling of openness and like kind of a freedom of like like things I do in this video now are like okay and and like it's not a it's not like a uh, an agonizingly hard decision everything that I'm going to do. Here's a little ASMR for you. Where's the other... 
Where's the other side of the microphone? Is this thing in stereo? Like, like it seems kind of fun to me to just like, uh, kind of scowl at the camera for a little bit, like. Give the, the stink eye, the stink eye to the cam, to you. Cause you know, you know that I don't mean it. I'm, I'm backtracking, which is less fun, but maybe I can figure out a way to make it fun. Whatever I, whatever I'm gonna say now, I'm not too worried about it. Oh, it's just another lizard. Just another lizard. I should keep talking at least. Cause you don't you don't wanna like you don't wanna get too lackadaisical and then just start slacking off on the job. Just because it starts to feel fun. I'm not even really doing anything fun, I'm just continuing to walk and talk. I'm not like jumping on anything or running around. Maybe, maybe once I finish this seltzer I will. That looks fun. Whatever that crow is doing, it looks like it's just doing it for fun. Look at that, what the f That's That was just for fun. There was no purpose for that. You see that dive? That was totally a recreational dive. Are you having fun? 
You don't have to answer that. <clears throat> I won't, I won't burden you with, with you having to, I won't, I won't burden you, I won't burden you with, with my own burden of entertaining you. If that makes any sense. I'm not going to burden myself with the responsibility of making sure you're having fun. And, and therefore, you won't have to worry about me. You won't have to worry about whether I feel burdened for your entertainment. You can rest assured that uh, I'm having fun myself and... And then you can, you can, in in empathetic response, have fun yourself. Without having to feel any concern for me. But like, you know that, you know all that negativity, that had to happen, you know? That had to like, that had to kind of like, happen in order to, to, you know, to have this. They really are inextricable, I feel like. Like I wouldn't, I'm, I'm pretty sure I wouldn't, I'm totally sure I wouldn't be having this experience exactly without having had this uncomfortable experience at the beginning. Very uncomfortable. It would be kind of fun though to like end up at that golf course and and make my friend pick me up there. doing the task of walking and talking. But 
we're doing it at a real, just real like chill pace and attitude. Look at where we are, man. Look at where we are. Obviously, we have to be chill. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna stress out about what to say next. This is like, remember when I was talking about, uh, Like pleasure and happiness being like coming, coming back into the world as a form that feels real or something like that. I guess I feel kind of like that. Like feeling, um, just like, you know, there's like the solidity of my body here, like, here it is, like, I'm not like, uh, transcendent, uh, consciousness, like, beyond my body exactly, although... Now, now, now that I mention it, but anyways, just feeling uh, like here I am in a body and a self and and even some identity though. Like I haven't, I haven't really been experiencing my identity so much now. Like now I'm just like talking. I'm just walking and talking like and chilling and not like. Um, not like I'm not like I don't feel like I'm mentally perpetuating my own identity in this like constrictive fashion so like uh, and so because of that I just feel really I just feel uh, comfortable and, and you know like when I started when I started I when I the very very beginning I started and I, I said I felt I was feeling comfortable. But now I feel more comfortable. Now I feel like um, an even, even deeper sense of comfort.
even a sense that like that like all the pain and shit like uh feeling like this confidence that I can like that I can handle all of that even if it even to the extent that it feels like I can't handle it that to to even have that experience of being like I can't fucking handle this uh means you're handling it you're actually handling it even if it feels like you're not even if it feels like you can't handle it you're actually handling it you're handling it fine you're handling it like really the best if you have that full-on experience where it's like I can't handle it like you're handling that it, it means you're handling a lot you know and it's good to handle stuff should you know we should handle as much as we can in this world it's like our, our duty in this world should should not be to avoid having to handle shit it should be to handle shit you know it's, you know who else is going to handle shit? How about, a, how about a slightly different perspective, visually? This place is like, this place is like an amusement park or something. I just feel, I feel interested in everything I see. Like any little like square, uh, square meter or something would have so much interesting shit in it. Like, like, like what the hell? Like that's not even a real succulent. It's like, it's somebody's like hair thingy. 
but it's like it fits in the landscape. I'm amused by myself. Is this indulgent? You know, what if you, what if you, uh, maybe you really liked the suffering part. Well, and maybe, maybe this part is boring to you. Well, I don't, it's not that I don't care. care about your experience but uh, go ahead go ahead and experience boredom because what what is boredom anyways it's just like all boredom is is like um, I think I think boredom is just like um, recalibrating your cognition to deal with a lower level of stimulus. And so like, that's the subjective experience of boredom. And if you go ahead and, and, and just like stick with that boredom and feel really bored and don't distract yourself, you're gonna be doing a really wonderful thing of recalibrating your, your cognition to be extra receptive extra receptive extra intuitive you're going to come out of it like with like extra abilities for uh, feeling amused with the world Ex so I just like extol the virtues of, of actually feeling bored because it's like a really valuable form of work It's not going to last forever. You won't be able to feel bored forever. You'll break through to something else. I know, I'm a, I'm a hard person to deal with, but so are you. So are you. And it's okay. Let's go back and check on that rattlesnake. I'm a hard person to deal with because you're a hard person to deal with.
What did I do with that marble? Here it is. We can put it back where I came from. Hey, that's a that's a fat one. Fat lizard. Doing push-ups. We're just we're just having like pointless fun now. Here's where it was. I don't see it anymore. Oh well. We're not We're not like thinking hard about stuff. Or are we? No, we're not really thinking hard. Doesn't seem to there doesn't seem to be any reason to think hard right now. I can't think of any reason anyhow. Maybe if I think harder. It's a little little bit of humor there for you. See what a see what a what a what a chill episode this turned out to be. It was like, you know, one of the most intensely bad ones for a moment. And now it's like uh now it's like really easy. Or at least or at least that's uh that's the, the narrative arc that I'm choosing to to validate the existence of what are these things? I don't know. These round things. Another big rock. There, if we see a big rock, then see if there's any snakes. 
some kind of mint. Square stem, opposite leaves. Am I, am I working hard? Am I, it doesn't feel hard. If it doesn't, if it doesn't feel hard, is it, does that mean it's not good work? Or is it, is it okay to like be in the flow of something and, and so that you're, you're not experiencing suffering, uh, but then it's like, still somehow valuable in the world I'd, I'd say I'd say so I'd say that you know suffering doesn't necessarily equate to doesn't necessarily equate to uh, good work being done I suppose but but often I don't know suffering is like suffering is like kind of good in some ways Suffering is like good somehow. But you know, other episodes, I think we'll, we'll have lots of time to discuss that further. We can talk about that some other time. We can also just enjoy being in the flow. There's like a, a wet spot on the ground where somebody else who wasn't me took a piss, but very close to the spot where I took a piss. Oh, here's a, here's an actual quote. Uh, I actually like this quote a lot. It says, I slept and I dreamed that life is all joy. I awoke and I saw that life is all service. I served and I saw that service is joy. Khalil Gibran. And... 
I, I read that quote and I, I like almost started crying. actually shed a tear. Is it is more it, it counts more if you if the tear actually falls like then it's like then you're like then you're like really virtuous. Uh, I might not be I might not be that virtuous but just just virtue just virtuous enough that my eyes glazed over. Wait, that's that sounds bad, right? If your eyes glaze over, that's supposed to mean that you're uninterested. I just mean that, like, uh, that, like, there's like, is it is it still a tear if it's in your eye, or does it have to fall out of your eye before it's a tear? But whatever it is, like, I got tear juice in my eyes. Uh, that happened after I read that quote. And then I was like, some, some like part of me was like, uh, rooting like, yeah, tear, tear, yeah, let, let the tear fall, yeah. Then you like, then you're like, uh, you, then you're doing some serious like virtue signaling. But you know, maybe next time. In, back in this zone again. Back in like, uh, back in like freakout land. Geographically speaking. Man, I seriously could spend all day here. Hold the stick down here while I go past these people so that I like looks mildly less conspicuous. I think I need to. I, I, it seems like everybody I see here is. Uh, Every man I see here, actually, every person I see here is like so beautiful. Like, uh, seem like I need to, I need to be a bodybuilder. 
seems like I need to yeah it seems like I need to become a total bodybuilder I'm like some kind of like, I don't know, doing some kind of like mental, mental emotional, mental emotional exercise instead. But not really, I'm just kind of, I've, I've been chilling. I was for the first, first part, you know, walking uphill. Now, whoa, whoa, whoa. Now we're going downhill. We'll shift the camera from looking at my face to more POV. Getting my snakes dirty. What the hell is this? I'm still, I'm still, like, like, what the hell am I, what the hell is this video? But I don't, I don't mind. I'm, I'm appreciative of, I'm appreciative of being like, what the fuck am I doing? Of like, I'm enjoying the fact that I'm doing something that seems totally stupid and worthless. It's fun. Especially in especially if you have a somewhat expansive definition of fun. Maybe I should just run down here. That seems like more fun. down from here not exactly sure which way did I come up here Is this getting boring? I'm like, you know, I'm like returning to, 
I'm starting to mentally return to normal, normal town. Some crazy bird sounds though. See, I feel, I feel pretty normal. Doesn't this, doesn't this like, uh, from your point of view seem like, don't I seem pretty normal now? I'm like a, I'm a, I'm a completely normal, normal person. Here I am, just like, you know, talking normally, walking normally, having normal person thoughts, normal emotions, doing very normal activity. You know, looking at things, uh, feeling, being, being, uh, you know, interesting myself in, uh, things. Maybe getting a sunburn. Very normal. Complete, like, exceedingly normal. Observatories that way. Maybe I should be going that way. But does is this gonna snake back around? I don't know. I'm gonna keep going this way. It's downhill. Path of least resistance. Oh, it's getting hotter again down here. Are you ready to go back to normal life? I hope so. This video is not going to continue forever. You're going to have to go back to normal life at some point. Actually, pretty soon. I think. Oh, we no, we still got we still got a little bit of time. We still got like I think we got like 17 minutes. 17 minutes of of exalted normality. Seventeen minutes of mediated normality. Why don't I take take my shirt off again?
and then, and then uh, just to remind myself, remind myself to become a bodybuilder. say you have to they say you have to have like a you know a strong physical form in order to uh, transcend to your physical body right strong you know healthy strong healthy physical body in order to uh, be able to transcend your material form so you know that's why I need to become a bodybuilder then I'll really be able to transcend my body so it'll be really strong Taking me. This is just like normal, normal thoughts. Is 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 uh? It seems seems all right. But something about the the meaty. The, the mediation of these normal thoughts uh, seems to make them special somehow. Seems to make them like extra okay. Well, it's also about the it's also about the communication. Like I feel I feel communicative now in in a, in, in a uh, fun way. Just like. The fact that you're here. We're having fun together. We're just, you know, we're at home, uh, in our in our bodies and our and w to the extent that our, our identities exist, although we're we're not really like we're not really stimulating our uh, our like concept of of identity too much a little bit a little bit, but. Uh, we're, we're comfortable with that, and uh, now I now I think I recognize that I've passed by here on the way up. So I'm going in the right direction in order to uh, get back to uh, familiar 
territory. Um, and looking forward to to like correcting uh, the disequilibriums now that I'm starting to notice in my body like hunger uh, and you know I live in uh, a land where it's it's very it's very easy to to it's very easy and very pleasurable to to correct for the the disequilibrium of hunger And there's taco trucks all over the place. You know, Barring, barring, barring the fate of the, the very unfortunate, but I think still even, it's not terribly difficult to satisfy hunger, you know, for food. feel a lot of gratitude like it's kind of amazing it's kind of amazing that I can be here and be doing this it's kind of think of think of all the things that that had to happen to make this possible all the conditions that had to exist I feel extremely lucky But you know, like, I, as I say that, I, I also like recognize um, that I, it's very possible and often the case that I am in the same, the same objective scenario, but feeling completely ungrateful and miserable and feeling like I have a very terrible lot in life. And so, you know, those two, those two perspectives come and go. But still, it's always, it is always something you can remind yourself of. What's up, Lizzie's?
can't believe I can't believe you're here either. It's amazing. It's amazing that that you're you're willing to do this. And that that this uh, this opportunity is even possible of this type of this type of communication. This form of communication. This this form of communication seems to like um, be conducive. I mean, this medium, this medium of communication seems conducive to a form of communication that that. Uh, what the fuck? Oh my god. Oh my god, it's my biggest fear in the world. A huge centipede. Whoa. I I hate centipedes as much as I love snakes. It's totally irrational. Oh my god. And just because just because I need to scare myself further, I want to see the thing move. Holy, holy shit, that thing is horrifying. Ah! Ah! Alright. That's enough thrills. Enough thrills for now. Those things give me the willies. See how normal I am? I have... See how normal I am? Centipedes give me the willies. That's how normal I am. What was I what was I talking about before that centipede? I guess it doesn't matter. I'm sure it was nothing important. Oh yeah, I was like uh, I was saying how this medium uh, is conducive to a certain form of communication that, that feels that feels kind of novel to me. like anybody could do this too you don't need very much it's almost it's almost time it's almost time to go back to normal life. It's gonna be okay. It's gonna be okay.
I'm gonna, I'm gonna miss this. Maybe I won't. I'm just, I'm saying that. I'm, en I'm, I'm enjoying this. I don't, I don't think I will. I don't, I, I won't miss it uncomplicatedly. And I won't, you know, I'll, I'll con continue to experience normal life complicatedly. And then I'll, then I'll, uh, at some point, return to walking and talking and, and experience, and, and like, uh, enjoy it complicatedly, uh, with all, all the, all the, joy and happiness and fun and misery and uh, pain and suffering uh, involved therein. So what do, you know? What do we do with the last few minutes before we part ways? Well, I'm I'm distracted again by by the people behind me. It's like you know I can't help but start to like listen in. On their conversation. But, but I apologize, you know, let me stay focused on you. Thank you for coming along. Maybe, maybe I don't have to thank, maybe I shouldn't thank you. Maybe that's excessive. Because maybe you're like, no, thank you. Or am I being presumptive? Anyways, so you'll probably, you, you could also maybe be thankful once this is over. Um, Yeah, it's not like a it's not like a special thing to say at the end at all. Uh, I'll, I'll probably, you know, if this were the if this were the beginning of the video, I'd be f feeling like very dumb and self-critical about what I'm the things I'm saying right now, and like more more painfully uh, aware of my voice. image
But I think if, I think it's like I think it's just about time. Wow, and I'm like I've made it back to like exactly where I started. That's some that's some pretty decent narrative symmetry. I'm gonna be I'm gonna probably end it almost exactly where I started. I don't know, I just want to see another rattlesnake. Alright, thanks again. Um, and I'll see you next time. Alright, bye.